heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, now a variation of a view or an opinion you might have is now classified as misinformation or disinformation even. Uh, so if your opinion differs than the bureaucrats or what the media, the mainstream media, the networks or the social media oligarchs, uh, if, if it's different than what they say that they believe it is, then that's disinformation or misinformation. And then you have to look at the source. Who, who is the judge and jury on all this information? I mean, who's calling the shots, basically? Well, at this point, following this bouncing ball, it would be the bureaucrats in the Beltway would be calling the shots. Uh, and that would be coming from uh, the surely the CDC, the NIH, the FDA, all of the various bureaucrats, according to if we follow this the way it's being suggested. Now, misinformation and disinformation, I mean, the definition is very simple, false or inaccurate information, especially that which is deliberately intended to deceive. A disinformation is, again, false information intended to mislead, especially propaganda issued by a government organization to a rival power or the media. Well, surely that was happening a lot through the Trump era. Not so much now because the White House is lock in step uh, with the media. And they're all, you know, that that power base is there now, and they're all on, on the same sheet of music, if you will. Now, Spotify became the exclusive uh, carrier, if you will, of this Joe Rogan experience in 2020 and uh, signed a hundred million dollar deal with the host then so that Spotify was exclusive. And it was that was a big deal. It was quite a deal, actually. But it helped put Spotify on on the map. Rogan's podcast is said to be the most popular one in the country or the universe for that matter, right? Uh, and so this uh, interesting, let me read this from BuzzFeed News. This kind of sums it up really well. Rogan, whose podcast is the most popular one on Spotify, has discouraged young people from getting vaccinated, pr- promoted ivermectin, as a COVID-19 treatment, railed against vaccine requirements and welcomed staunch anti-vaxxers as guests on the show. Earlier this month, hundreds of doctors and scientists signed an open letter calling on Spotify to take action against the mass misinformation events which continue to occur on its platform. Now, we're seeing, I mean, this is something that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these sites, YouTube for sure, Google, uh, they've already done. I mean, they're they're already putting disclaimer. You know, the well, the best they would do is put a disclaimer on there uh, of some sort, and and they're doing that with all kinds of messages because I've seen some on social media just the other day where it says this might be dangerous for you, and then you have to click to go through and find out it's just a story that they don't like or agree with. So I guess they figured that's going to be hazardous to your health. Sort of a surgeon general warning, if you will, huh? just like smoking was uh, when they sort of announced that back in the 70s and 80s, that that was hazardous for your health. Same thing here. It's like a surgeon general warning, I guess. That's what it looks like, more or less. 
And, and so they've been doing that right along when they don't like this information. And of course, the White House and Jen Psaki calls out all of these media and oligarchs to do more of this uh, when it doesn't fall into what they agree with. Uh, or if they classify it as misinformation or disinformation. So they don't want a variation of opinions. And you're not, according to these rules, supposed to disagree with the bureaucrats, which, as Rogan points out, are consistently being called wrong and incorrect or thing, the records constantly being corrected as things move on. And we've seen this with a lot of big stories that are completely censored. Surely one of the biggest ones through the 2020 election was the Hunter Biden laptop in the New York Post story and all of that. That was heavily, heavily censored throughout throughout the world. I mean, and if you put anything out there like that, I mean, everybody's censoring you. Facebook was censoring you. And as I say, you know, you would at least get a message on there. And if you really irritated them, they would throw you off the platform. If you did something that they felt was so egregious, even I've seen or heard people even just resharing a post or retweeting a post would also potentially get you thrown off a platform. Hard to imagine when we are a nation of people who are supposed to embrace our privileges, our First Amendment privileges and free speech. This is a remarkable moment in our country, my fellow Americans, in this age of so-called misinformation and disinformation, disclaimers, and censoring. But really, it could be a moment for the country because it puts it right in the intersection of what we've been talking about or screaming about for the last decade of where we're going wrong and how fast we're getting off course here as a nation, as a people. And potentially, that's what might be good to come out of this Rogan Spotify fight, if you will. In BuzzFeed News, they, they had a story headline, Joe Rogan and Spotify said they'll try really, really hard to not spread garbage information about COVID. <laughs> garbage information. It depends where you fall on that. Evidently, according to these people, you're not supposed to have another opinion because it's against the health and well-being or welfare of another citizen. So you need to go along to get along. That has been the message, and it's been building. And we've seen that with Trump on the whole hydroxychloroquine conversation when that came out, and that was poo-pooed. We've seen it with all kinds of early treatment on COVID. We've seen it on vaccines. We've seen it on everything, basically, that doesn't go along with this new global movement, I guess, that they are really asking you to step in line and go with it. So in this piece with BuzzFeed News, they say this, Rogan, whose podcast is the most popular one on Spotify, has discouraged young people from getting vaccinated, promoted ivermectin as a COVID-19 treatment, railed against vaccine requirements, and welcomed staunch anti-vaxxers as guests on the show. How dare he, huh? Wow. Early this month, hundreds of doctors and scientists signed an open letter, they say, calling on Spotify to take action against the mass information events which continue to occur on its platform. Now, every one of these arguments in here, uh, these what they think are facts, are very disputable. Every one of them, uh, other than the first one, that his podcast is the most popular one on Spotify. That appears to be the case. So that one would be accurate. 
But the fact that they're discouraging young people from getting vaccinated, well, you know, people should always have the right to get these vaccinations or not. I mean, that's just we all should agree with that. It, it, it shouldn't be pushed on anybody. And there's a lot of reports and the damage it's doing to young people. And they're not even a group that's at risk. You know, this whole story about promoted ivermectin as a COVID-19 treatment. See, these are all very controversial. They're all political hot potatoes because there are plenty of studies that show ivermectin has been very successful. I've used it myself. My wife has used it ourselves and has been a winner. Why wouldn't we use that? I mean, people are wanting this because it works. It's effective. But again, in this fight to keep early treatment away from people and things that work, it's become part of the disinformation, misinformation campaign. And then welcome staunch anti-vaxxers as guests. Now, the thing about this is a lot of the people, a lot of guests on this show and every show, actually, are not even anti-vaxxers, by the way. They're just people who don't subscribe to the experimental uh, vaccines uh, because they're not proven and tested. And there's a lot of bad numbers that are associated with this, uh, what they call vaccine breakthroughs, uh, which are problematic. Just go read Dr. Henry Ely and Dr. Peter McCullough on the platform and go see that. And there's a lot of information out there about this. It's not made up. But but these are not necessarily anti-vaxxers. For instance, Dr. McCullough's not an anti-vaxxer at all. I, I don't believe Dr. Henry Ely is either, by the way. And I do Q&As with these guys all the time. I don't believe they are. Well, I know, I know McCullough's not for sure. We've talked about it plenty off mic and on mic. Uh, he, he's had plenty of patients to vax when it was accurate and proper for them. You know, any good doctor, any good, any good doctor would do what's right for the patient and prescribe the right treatment for the patient. I mean, the patients who comes first, that's who matters, not the bureaucrats. And if it does harm, that's part of the Hippocratic oath that they take, right? You do no harm. You want to help people out. That's the whole idea of becoming a doctor, Right. So a lot of these cats are not even anti-vaxxers. They just don't subscribe to the experimental vaccine. It's not been proven. And they're seeing the numbers and the results through VAERS and through the CDC. And they don't like what they see. And these guys are not quacks. I mean, they speak out for what they see is the truth to help other people out. So they're not anti-vaxxers. So all these statements are incorrect into this BuzzFeed News piece against Again, Joe Rogan and Spotify. And I'm not here to defend Rogan or Spotify or anybody else, by the way. I'm here to defend the truth, right? So the headline in BuzzFeed News was Joe Rogan and Spotify say they'll really, really try hard uh, to not spread garbage information about COVID. So BuzzFeed News calls it garbage information. But we know where BuzzFeed News sits on all this stuff, just like we know where all the media and social media oligarchs sit on this stuff. They go on to say, after repeatedly spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and vaccines, Joe Rogan and the CEO of Spotify said Sunday that they would address the Bruin controversy by adding some warning labels. Here we go, people. Brace yourself. Uh, with a vague promise to balance things out. Spotify said it was planning to slap a content advisory. Well, we've been seeing these things right along on all the media, at the very least. At the most, they'll throw you off, censor you, or discard you, throw you in the rubbish quick, but you'll at least get these content advisories. And they basically say this stuff is dangerous for you. Click at your own risk. 
I mean, you'd almost think there's a virus there, forget the COVID thing, but that there's some sort of a cyber virus there. I mean, that's, I just seen one the other day and that's the way it sets up. You almost think like, wow, and a lot of people unsuspectingly won't click that stuff. And that's their intent is to, that's, that's the whole intent of the disclaimer because you have to go two clicks in probably to get to what it is you want it because there'll be another thing come up, another warning, and then you finally get to the content. But if they scare the hell out of you in the first two clicks, they recognize you'll never get to the valued information that they don't want you to see. So that's the whole concept of a content advisory, you see. And uh, so they say they're going to put that on all uh, Rogan's episodes that include discussions about COVID-19 with links to ver- what they call verified information. Now, verified information, I'm assuming is information that's coming from the bureaucrats who are consistently, by the way, being proved wrong and incorrect. And things are constantly being overturned. You don't hear a lot of apologies coming out for this stuff, but it's it's accurately happened, people. And so that's what they're clarifying is verified information. So, you know, so like they're becoming our mom and our dad, all of the media, all the social media, all these sites, all the, the Spotify's, all of the technology sites are all, they know best for us. They know what's best for our lives. And they're playing judge and jury on all this. And they finished that up and say, and Rogan said he will try really hard to have guests with differing opinions on his show. So that's what Rogan made light of and said he'll do that. And, and it kind of gets interesting because I don't really agree with how Rogan has actually handled this at this point. The fact of the matter is, from what I see here now, uh, this story goes on to say, um, and to, to put this into context for everybody here, in case we missed it or wondering why we suddenly couldn't stream Harvest Moon, and I'm sure you know this if you like Harvest Moon or Neil Young, it's because that's where the controversy is. Neil Young got bent off and said he's going to leave the platform. It's either Rogan or I. And of course, Spotify had a lot of money signed in with Rogan, for sure. And I'm sure a lot of exclusivities in his contract that they'd have had to pay out. Losing that kind of a, a money train would surely kill uh, Spotify, I'm sure, with the likes of that money. It would do pretty big damage to this uh, technology company, for sure. And then Joni Mitchell followed suit as well, and they pulled their music from Spotify. Well, Spotify can probably get on without Young and Mitchell, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, pretty well, unless all of a sudden everybody gets a flavor for that and really has to have that, then that would be a problem, right? But they're playing the odds, uh, Spotify is. Now, there's more because there's pressure now, as there always is in with the cancel culture and woke and the rest of this the crowd here, the, the uppity uppity crowd, uh, get into action, which we've seen time and time again. And they're uh, saying that uh, they, they push in like Taylor Swift and a whole lot of other uh, artists who are more relevant. So they say using their language now. Uh, that uh, influential artists that are current day, a lot of the rap artists, others, there's a buildup and a pressure now uh, to get all of these off the market, to, you know, to get them to boycott Spotify, which would be a moment. That's what I talk about, that intersection with, that I mentioned a moment ago. That would be a moment, and Spotify would have to really step back and look at their decision-making process and this could be, and I, I I don't know where this goes, but it could be a, a, a death march for Spotify potentially uh, since they're juggling the hot potato right now. Uh, now, 
the CEO of Spotify, Daniel Ek, he addressed the controversy in a statement and said the company would add the content advisory to any podcast episode that includes discussion about COVID-19. So this is the same thing that the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that were doing. You remember that was done heavily throughout the election campaign with any kind of election information, anybody who had a view of a stolen election or any, any kind of fraud in the election or anything you didn't like about the election. Well, they would send, I mean, Twitter would put all tabs on that and Facebook would, and you couldn't get the information and YouTube did as well. You're not entitled to have a different set of beliefs. You have to have their set of beliefs or you fall into the misinformation, disinformation category, people. Pretty sick how far we're falling, I have to tell you. I mean, you can see what's happening here. This this thing is building now, but at least we have it in the intersection of discourse that we're now talking about at the water cooler, if nothing else. Now, that statement from Daniel Eck, uh, Spotify CEO, uh, with the, the content advisory statements now he'll put in, and then they'll link to a COVID-19 information hub. And that's the same thing Twitter did in Facebook with data-driven facts and links to trusted sources based on who, who makes that decision, right? Well, we see who makes that decision. This is where these groups now and these organizations, these bureaucrats are playing judge, jury, and God all the way on this. So you get to their trusted sources, whoever they may be. Well, the problem is, my fellow Americans, these trusted sources are failing Americans, and they're failing the world at large. They put out disinformation and misinformation on a regular basis. How about we put some content advisory warnings on the CDC and the FDA and the NIH? What about that? Who's going to put the content advisory warnings on these people? See, they're playing God, judge, and jury all at once, and all of these cats go along. And that's where the game has changed now, because we're dealing with... uh, this whole machine of today, this whole platform of life of media and network stuff and cable and social media and technology and you know, music and culture as a whole, it's all fallen into this woke uh, you know, pit hole, I guess you call it. Uh, and it all falls into this way of thinking. And it's kind of a, a, a difficult fight at that point where it's all of them against us, little us. It's, it's become unfair. The truth of the matter is. Now, there's a lot of people over the last few years who've started to wake up. You've seen a lot of uh, smaller, uh, you know, uh, social media sites try to come off the ground a uh, little late, a little late in the game for sure. But they're trying, and the Pollers and the Getters and the Gabs and all of those. There's a whole litany of them now uh, that are trying. There's a there's a parade of them, and they're trying to catch up pretty quick uh, to these big uh, technology firms, uh, including the Spotify's and all that. But somehow, all of these organizations are owned by somehow far left globalists. I guess is what it seems like. People, I mean, I uh, that that that's what it seems to be coming down to. Now, uh, well, this this pandemic has exposed so much, hasn't it? You know, it has changed uh, the course of events. It has changed the way we think. It's changed the way we interact. I mean, in in an interesting kind of sort of way, it has put a spotlight for something that probably would have happened 20, 30 years from now. 
I, I guess in a good way, if there's a silver lining, it's that. If we were headed down this wretched road, uh, you know, if you're really paying attention and look, no matter what, what the pandemic has done is it has put a spotlight on it all because it was already happening throughout all of the Trump era where they were telling us what our likes and dislikes could be and what we could read and not read or watch and not watch and like. And that had already been happening. Now, the, the, the pandemic has put it all in that busy intersection. And now we're really looking at it at the water cooler. And maybe the just maybe or the goal or the hope is that more uh, centrist Americans and more uh, leftists just to the left of the political aisle Americans, uh, people who still would be classified as part of the Democrat Party, uh, you know, not the, the left woke crazy people that have uh, taken it over, the Marxist movement within the Democrat Party, I'm saying, which is really the problem they're having right now because they're so ununified. Uh, it isn't funny. The whole political spectrum is ununified. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to be when they grow up, especially now coming into the midterm elections this year is going to be pretty critical uh, for what happens for the future of these political parties, uh, for sure. The uh, CEO there, Eck, Daniel Eck, says, personally, there are plenty of individuals and views on Spotify that I disagree with strongly, he says. Okay. We know we have a critical role to play in supporting creator expression while balancing it with the safety of our users. See, this is where it goes wrong. And this is where I would disagree with Daniel Eck, the CEO there. Uh, I totally, it's wrong. I mean, they're not in the job and the role. The safety, who qualifies the safety of our, this is where these people have a better than vow attitude. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Spotify's and the YouTubes and the Googles and all of them. They all think that they are their God and they're going to decide what's in the best interest of your lives. What's, you know, best safety metrics for your life. And no, they shouldn't be saying that. We know we have a critical, no, they have a critical role just to put the information out and let people decide and subscribe to what the, the beautiful part of our first amendment rights as a people. Now these are privately owned companies. I'm not, you know, that's an argument we can have all day. I mean, I get it. People don't, you don't have to call me out on that. I understand these are private companies. They can do what the hell they want. Really truth is it, it's up to we, the people to engage or not engage. And that, that really is the rubber hitting the road right there until we push back on all these media outlets and all these entertainment technology music type outlets whoever they might be uh this is kind of the boat we're in i mean it's really the purse strings and the voice of the consumer that's going to ultimately make the difference here that's what happens in a free market my fellow americans you see and without that nothing else really matters if you want to get back at them you it's market share that's and then a uh, Daniel Eck, the Spotify CEO, couldn't put out this statement. But you see, Daniel Eck and and uh, Joe Rogan have a very sweet deal. They're both making lots of money from the propaganda of whatever they're suggesting. I know a lot of people think Rogan is a hero, and he may be. I, I don't really know if he is or isn't, but. This is an opportunity where he could have had a backbone and stood up a little bit more. And I, I think, in my opinion, he's become a little wishy-washy and he's bowing down, uh, kowtowing to the powers to be. 
well, he's got a lot at stake here, people. Rightfully so. I understand that. He's got a lot of skin of the game. And, you know, it has uh, a real big chance to alter his life right now. And surely his balance sheet, his income, it will absolutely alter what happens next. Because these kinds of $100 million deals don't fall around every day. I'm waiting for mine to come in here as well, by the way. If you know anybody out there, have them contact me for that reason. I, I'd love to, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to uh, engage with them and get my $100 million deal. But the problem is, you know, the Rogans of the world do, you know, when money's involved, there's purse strings, you know, how do you hold your own and, you know, balance this delicate thing. You know, he lives in a listen, when you're at that state or stage of life, you're you answer to a whole different set of drums. I mean, you're you're beaten to a whole different animal, and the way you think is different. The way you walk into the room is different. I mean, everything about it is different from when you first started out in business. I mean, it's all different, people. You, you know, money changes things, people. You can say whatever you want, but it changes things. It just does. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you interact. It changes the way you be, how you come across with people. It changes everything. You see? Now, so back to Rogan here. He responds to the criticism in a 10-minute video on Instagram uh, in which he did not apologize for spreading misinformation, a buzz feed says okay so they wanted him to apologize um buzz news buzzfeed news says you know and of course he didn't apologize so they were upset with that that he didn't apologize for spreading the misinformation they go on to say despite widespread consensus among the epidemiologists that vaccines are safe and effective uh, rogan continued to describe well-established scientific facts about pandemic as opinions and as such, defended his choices and podcast guests to showcase in a different opinion. So here's where he now is going up against the grain because he had the Dr. Peter McCullough's on and the uh, Dr. Robert Malone's on, and he had others on who had a different set of opinions. And those shows were, wow, they were, by the way, you probably know this, they were the most successful shows he's ever had. I mean, there were a lot of, now I didn't see, I didn't hear, hear those shows. I didn't listen to the McCullough show or the Rogan show or any of the shows. I, I don't have the time. And I, in fact, truth of the matter is in full disclosure to you, I've never listened to G Joe Rogan. I wouldn't even know his voice. Um, I, the only thing I heard with him was the little bit of the one video or audio that was put up there. I don't listen to the man. So I'm not really his consumer of his information. Uh, truth of the matter is, you know, uh, but a lot of people are clearly, and they like, and that, I'm not saying I dislike what he has. I, I don't really know. I don't follow him. I don't follow any of these cats. Um, and so I don't really know. It, but he obviously has an audience and people like what he's doing. So who, who the hell am I to <laughs> complain about that, really? You know, and he got that $100 million deal. And so he's a little ahead of the game than, than myself at this point until mine comes in. Hopefully when my, my, uh, my boat comes in, I won't be at the airport. You know, I hope not. You never know. Uh, but uh, so this information, um, he goes on to say, now, here's, follow me closely on this next point, please. Okay. 
this, uh, you know, this uh, different information. Um, Rogan continued to describe well-established scientific facts about the pandemic as opinions, and as such defended his choices in the podcast guest to showcase a different opinion. Got it. The problem I have with the term misinformation, Rogan says, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact, Rogan says. Well, he's right. I would agree with Joe Rogan right there. He's correct. As I stated to you at the top of the program, a lot of this stuff has been turned over, called out and rehashed. And the truth is now, you know, these media and oligarchs and others, they don't come back out and put disclaimer messages on stuff after the fact. Well, no, it's just like stories. When you throw a bad headline out there and it does all its work and it's totally baloney BS. And then it's, you know, the, well, the New York Times is famous for that, actually. In the Washington Post, they're famous for that. They throw this stuff out based on on uh, substantiated sources, right? We we've heard that a we heard that a, a ton through the Trump years, people a, a ton. And then after oh oh oh, and then you know, the correction on that is page forty two at the very bottom on the right hand side where you couldn't possibly see it unless you were drunk one night and read the whole paper. You see, and that's the problem. So. They, you know, you never reclaim the truth. They just keep moving forward. Well, because they're agenda driven is what's happening. So Rogan says, and this is important. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation. Just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. And he falsely claimed that if just a few months ago someone said it was possible to still get COVID after being vaccinated or that cloth masks were ineffective, they would ban you from certain platforms, Rogan says. And then BuzzFeed says what Rogan failed to explain is that pandemic safety guidelines have evolved. Oh, there it is. Evolve. Your opinion can't evolve, people, but everything else can evolve. So the lies and the falsehoods and the bad information put out by the bureaucrats, that can evolve. There's the magic word right there, evolve. So the truth evolves. Well, clearly the answer for all of this is in the BuzzFeed News uh, piece right here, people. Because as we learn more information, they say about COVID-19 and recommended the appropriate modifications in real time. In the meantime, people are dying on these vaccines and all kinds of issues at all kinds of ages and people have not been treated properly and early treatment were taken into consideration. I can go on and on and on and on and on with a whole list of things, which you already know about. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to bore you. But you know, if you list all that out, then there's the argument back. But now for some people, sadly, it's too late. Those people didn't evolve. They died. And that, part and parcel, my fellow Americans, is the problem I have. And now I would hope that Rogan would have came back stronger. But instead, he said he'll do his best. He apologized that he'll do his best, he said, to get the other side on and give all kinds of information out there. And he apologized for that part of it, but not apologized in the way that BuzzFeed News wanted him to. And that's the problem we're dealing with right now. So... With all that said and all that water under the dam there, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it goes on from here, this whole story of misinformation and disinformation, to be clear. I want to talk a little bit about 
some of the stuff Fauci knew and didn't know, a uh, couple of other very interesting stories about this. And, you know, part of the big problem we're experiencing right now, my fellow Americans, is really and truly the bureaucrats are running the beltway, which is running the country. The bureaucrats are in charge. If everybody's asking who's in charge, it's not Biden, they say. He doesn't have the capacity to, to, to be in charge, they're suggesting. Well, that's who's running the program, is all of these other lower, middle, and management people who seem to have other agendas. Uh, and they can evolve, and their opinions can evolve, but nobody else can evolve. You can't have your truth and your point of view. You have to go along with the powers to be and with wherever they're at or however they're evolving, or they'll put a content advisory on you and call you a disinformation, misinformation person. I wish Rogan would have taken more of a stand, no matter where he sits in the political spectrum. And again, I don't follow him enough to know really the truth of it is, but that's not even my discussion. I wish he would take more of a stand, but it's hard to do that. And I understand where Rogan's at. I mean, it's hard to Hold on to that mustard in your life when dollars are at stake to the tune of a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. I get it. That that's just and let's be real. Let's be honest with each other, people. That's business economics. It doesn't make him a bad guy. It's economics. It's it's looking at a balance sheet properly and making a constructive decision in your life. We we do that all the time in the boardroom. We've done it for years, right? I mean, that's done all the time in, in America. It's a free market. And Rogan is beaten to the market and doing what he needs to. And I don't blame him for that at all to be successful. But then don't get on your soapbox and have a higher than mighty attitude that you're saving the world either. And I don't know that he's done that. But if he has, he should be called out for that as well. If he has. And I, I don't know if he has. I don't follow him enough to know that. I only see the talking points here and what we're discussing right now. We're at a, a very interesting moment in our nation when it comes to misinformation or disinformation. There's a breaking point here, people. There's a breaking point. And, uh, uh, you know, potentially this is, if we're not there now, this story will move us more toward that. It definitely puts it in the intersection of the water cooler that we need to be talking about in our country. And this is everybody again. These are, when I say Democrats, Republicans, Independents, we, Americans, we all need to be talking about this and discussing it. Now, when we have these conversations now and moving forward in the future, you know, we, I wanna recommend and suggest to everybody, we be inclusive. We include our Democrat friends because we, we, all, we all have, I mean, whether you're conservative or Republican or you're liberal or, you know, a little more progressive in your life, whatever, anyone in that middle of the, I mean, Americans understand. I mean, when you get to the extremist part of the political aisle is the problem. When you're talking about a far left Marxist, who is really uh, a virus right now in the Democrat party, that's what's causing them so many problems. That's a different story. Or the far left loon or the far right lunatics and the Republican party as well. So both of those kind of, you know, it's like a 360, both of those joined back together on the other side in the, in the lunacy farm, the left and the right, quite frankly. So you see where I'm at? So we're talking about the sweet spot of America, people who understand that we have a constitution, we love our country. Most all of us will stand for the flag and happy to do so and get goosebumps, actually, when the national anthem is played. And we would be called a, a patriot. Patriotism is a beautiful thing in our country. We'll, we will not apologize for this ever. Not today, not tomorrow, ever. 
Well, we apologize for being a patriot or being having patriotism. And I want to encourage my friends on the left side of the aisle to do the same thing, to stand up for our country and a constitution of what's right. You can still have more some liberal policies. I'm, I'm cool with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the diversity of America. It's not, it doesn't have to be my way or the highway or the hell with you. That's not the way we need to play this thing. We need to be open-minded to different points of view. That's an American tradition. There's nothing wrong with that, people. So I need to keep hammering that home with us every day, all the time. And I want to encourage a lot of those people to come into the platform here at America Out Loud and come into this program here, the voice of a nation. And, you know, you're welcome here, man. You take off your shoes and be at home, be comfortable. We're not going to beat you up, man. We're just going to have real conversation and talk about the things that are important to our nation, to our people. I mean, that's, that's what's beautiful about this medium, really. And, and what we are trying to accomplish here is liberty and justice for all. That's where it's at. So, well, listen, the voice of a nation, here we come at you weekdays now, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you're first to the show here or platform today, welcome aboard. And we're thrilled to have you here. If you're a regular listener, thank you so much. Please do me a favor and invite your friends and family into the network, the platform, and surely this show, The Voice of a Nation. Uh, help me get along here. So, uh, I, well, probably so I can get to the, uh, the, when my boat comes in again, my $100 million deal, uh, you know, I can say you help me get there, right? Eh, wishful thinking, my fellow Americans, for sure, huh? Yeah, listen, we all have to look at the balance sheet in our lives, just like you have to at your own home and your own business as well. Uh, we, we all get it. It, it. But, you know, that doesn't stop us from putting love in the game and, and, and being respectful and loving our country and loving our fellow man, our fellow American. Nothing, nothing stops that, people. So that's, that, that's what's key to all of this. Um, now, all of our shows go to podcast, uh, The Voice of a Nation here and all of our shows on the network. I speak for the entire network at that point. And we invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com to share the out loud truth to help us. Uh, to really wake folks up. Uh, we don't want to woke them up. No, we want to wake them up uh, to the truth, uh, the out loud truth. And we also want people to be able to bring their opinions in and feel comfortable with doing so. I mean, the only thing we're going to resent and push back against is a Marxist communist agenda, uh, the far left and the far right. I mean, that's the best way I can say it here and putting the argument out there. So, with all that said, I also want to remind you to just, in, you know, just take a moment. And there's been so much chaos in our lives and um, so much bad has happened. And uh, I see people all around us that we've lost people close to us that have died. Uh, we've had a lot of scare misses ourselves as some of us had in our lives. You know, part of my story as well. Uh, so I, I want to remind you to take care of yourself. It's important. And get out and walk every day and breathe and enjoy or just get your body moving, your mind. And let's let's be blessed. Be blessed that we, we live in the greatest country in the world. And we have to say that because there's no other America out there. Now, we, we've got our challenges. Let, let me not be let me be clear with you that it's we have challenges at the moment. We're trying to correct those challenges, I hope, and make it right again. But there's nothing like America. It is, it is the best. It is the shining city on a hill. We absolutely love our nation. Be sure to check out healthycell.com forward slash out loud as well. All our listeners get 20% off healthy cell. So it's right there. And you click the banner ad back at America Out Loud. It'll put you right in. 
Now, the reason I say it is I've been taking healthy cell for four years now. You know that myself. I've been telling you about it. You hear others on the platform here. Uh, you hear uh, Paul Engel, the Constitution study, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, the McCullough Report. Uh, you hear Rob and Andrew uh, after Doc and a host of others. Uh, Joe Pangaro talks about it. Others do. Uh, Chase and Justice, that is Lieutenant Joe. Um, now, take healthy cell and we love it. We love it because it works, because it's effective. It comes in gel form. If you don't like pills and vitamins, this is a beautiful, beautiful alternative for you as well, by the way. I don't have a problem. I take both. Uh, but you, it's a nutraceutical. You can put in the water. You can take it right out of the package. The multi every day is really good multi. And it's gel form. You just take that every day and just get everything in there you need. Uh, but also you've got focus, which helps your brain out and focus. We all need that, especially with COVID and long COVID syndrome is a real problem. They have REM sleep. I also take, this is now not to confuse you, AM, PM, which is in pill form, but it is well worth it. Two in the morning, two at night. You really want to feel good. Take care of your immune system. If you take care of your immune system, no matter what virus is put out there or what's happening, you're going to have a good shot to uh, succeed. And your family and loved ones will as well. But you have to have a quality uh, immune system. You have to have taken care of that. You you got to take vitamin D. You, you, you got it right. You got to take you got to take zinc. You got to take all of these things that got to get in. And that's what healthy cell has all of that in there. The echinacea and D and A and zinc. It's all in there. And this is the kind of thing you need in your life. Not, 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 I'm not talking about a cheap multivitamin now. You, you can pick those up at the pharmacy. And that's not what I'm talking about here. You need something more advanced. This gets into the health of your cells, which is why it is healthy cell. And everything about aging in our lives is the cell. Quality cells, quality life, feel good, live long, be happy, smile, enjoy all the blessings that God gave us. So check that out, healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Now, we'll take a quick pause. Got a lot more to talk to you about here on the misinformation train. And uh, we'll take it all back up just in a moment. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. 
voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Albaugh here, yours truly. And uh, uh, going on about this misinformation, you see this John Hopkins uh, University uh, study here, lockdowns had little or no impact on COVID-19 deaths. And according to this study, uh, in the US and Europe, by the way, uh, had little uh, to no impact in reducing deaths from COVID-19. And let me read you, and, and I quote from this study, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limited gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. This is from the research now. The lockdowns reduced COVID-19 deaths by about 0.2%, the study found, if any. And, you know, uh, they did have devastating effects, it goes on to say, on the economy and contributed to social issues. And of course, we know that because we've been talking about a lot of the social issues, uh, suicides way up, a lot of other health issues going on. Uh, the way we handled this from the beginning, I think historically, we're going to look back and see that we've done a terrible job, even with the hospitals, more so even with the hospitals, the way that has happened, the way loved ones have been kept out of the hospital. Uh, people have died uh, with not never seeing their loved ones ever. I mean, in, in horrible situations. Uh, hospitals have pushed uh, their agenda, putting remdesivir on patients instead of giving them ivermectin, which they want, they request it, putting patients on ventilators, doing all kinds of things that surely the patient didn't agree to and their loved ones, their advocates, their family weren't even allowed to be in on those decision makings, you know, those moments. So you talk about misinformation. I mean, this study is, should be a head turner. I mean, so all of these things, like if you had put something out about a lockdown or uh, you went against school closures or you had a different opinion about any of these things, then you would have been branded. You would have had that disclaimer put on you or you'd have been thrown off social media. And a lot of people were. Now we find out. And, and see, this is where you're going to get a lot more of this moving forward. You think this is a big surprise. And it caught a lot of people with their mouths open, a, a gas here about this John Hopkins uh, study here. I got news for you. There's going to be a lot more of these moving forward, because as I've said to you before, historically, we're going to look back. And we're going to see we did not do a good job managing this pandemic at all. In fact, we failed. If, if, if This is the whole test here. If, if we got a grade, we failed this. And the problem with that, as I've said to you before, our adversaries are looking at this. Uh, our enemies are clearly looking at what's taking place here. Um, and, you know, nobody, that's not missed on anybody here. The way we handled it and the way uh, society and government officials overreacted on everything. Uh, it was remarkable that moment, as I've referenced many times, locking down the local dog park. That kind of puts it in perspective to me. Um, you know, taking the, the the hoop off a basketball court. Uh, you know, so you couldn't even function at a level to get with an outside uh, door activity uh, at a beautiful time of year because COVID. And, you know, people were fearful. And But a lot of this, you know, what about all this misinformation is my point. What about all this? that the government and the bureaucrats were using to put against we the people. What about all that misinformation? Who puts a disclaimer on them or puts a warning sign? You see, that's the problem here. It's, it's a one-way street. It's their way or the highway. And that's what I think the problem is here. It's not just overreach. It's more than overreach. I, I think you've got, this is where you start to connect the dots and you see something else 
is afoot here. Uh, there's there's a bigger movement going on here, and this uh, and, you know, listen. I'm somebody who's very practical. I don't uh, I don't subscribe to theories and thoughts of crazy lunacy ideas. Uh, but I mean, this is real life we're talking about here. This is real evidence, and uh, it's not business or life as usual for sure. What we've been through here now. With John Hopkins in this study, again, you know, they go through, uh, they say such a standard benefit cost calculation leads to a strong conclusion. Lockdowns should be rejected. No kidding. Out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument. Well, we knew that. And we reported on it and we talked about it and we were ridiculed uh, as such. And again, there were many who were thrown off. And that's why you sort of had to be careful what messaging you put out there because you were ridiculed and you were thrown off social media sites for this kind of thing. Uh, they say, the study goes on to say, and I quote, closing non-essential businesses. I mean, this was, this was nut, nut, nuts here. This was the, I mean, th this was the crazy farm right here. Uh, closing non-essential businesses seem to have had some effect reducing COVID-19 mortality by 10.6% which is likely to be related to the closure of bars, the report has said. So by closing that, well, people went home and drank and got drunk there is what happened. Liquor sales were through the roof. I remember that. So they're saying that that might have reduced the mortality by 10% in the bars and stuff. Uh, closing non-essential businesses seems to have had some effect, right? Which is likely to be related to closure of bars. Okay. Uh, worse, the study found that lockdowns limited the public's access to outdoor recreational activities. What did I just say? Forcing them to meet at less safe indoor locations. Uh, there you go. Concluding, indeed, we do find some evidence that limited gatherings was counterproductive and increased COVID-19 mortality. So they're saying it actually did damage. So there was a whole lot of misinformation with that report that is fresh, uh, uh, fresh out there now. And then this other big problem, we're talking about bureaucrats, and that is uh, Anthony Fauci. Uh, I see this story in the uh, the Epic Times. Uh, Fauci knew about virus lab origin from secret teleconference, pushed alternate narrative. Well, surely we've been talking about this, my fellow Americans, and we all know this. But again, you were censored on social media by reporting such things, and you were called out as having misinformation. And now this is clearly being reported all over the place that, and we know, we, we, we've been talking about this, right? We talked about this a year and a half ago. It's not new information to people like me who knew, who were in the know and who reported on such things. But now more evidence comes out, which is in, indisputable, that shows, yeah, he, his hand, Fauci's hand is deep, deep in the cookie jar. There's no doubt about, he not only know, but... He helped create the problem by funding. And we now know that as well. But that was all nixed early on and poo-pooed. So that's, that's really the problem here. All this information is put out, jammed down your throat. You're expected to like it, love it, accept it. No matter what kind of an impact it has on your life, it's like all of a sudden, nobody has any rights. It's well beyond free speech. It's like you don't have any rights anymore. Not only can't you, you can't even think differently. You can't act differently either. And that's what it's really become. It's become this push, this movement, this societal push to everybody to think alike, act alike, be alike, and do what we tell you you're going to do. 
Now I get a message in this morning, an email uh, from Gab, you know, the social media company Gab. And, and it says Facebook has spent all week banning groups related to the peaceful Canadian trucker convoy, as well as any groups working to organize the American convoy. Because there's talk now, don't, don't, don't think this is phony baloney, but I've now seen multiple reports, including this one here that I read to you, that the American truckers are looking to do something here. Now, wouldn't that be interesting? We're already seeing this happening around the world based on what's happening in Canada. Uh, we'll see. And, you know, that's one way to bring the powers to be to their needs. You already think there's inflation now and supply chain problems. Well, you stop trucking goods all over the country and that'll surely put a spotlight on that problem, people. And there'll be some pain associated with it for everybody. But, you know, oftentimes there is. Oftentimes, if you're trying to seize your liberty back, and you're trying to you're going to have to do things just like what's being talked about here in organizing the truckers. In other words, it's going to take a moment because you might say back to me or somebody would say, well, how's that going to help? Well, it's not going to help inflation for sure. And it's not going to help the supply chain for sure. And it's not going to help readily available goods for sure. And those are all problems and they're going to grow in the months ahead. Because as I've reported on, we are headed toward an economic cliff. We're headed to go right over the cliff is what's going to happen. We're headed to a moment here. And no matter who I talk to in the industry and in, in their respective industries, whether it's a real estate industry, whether it's economists, uh, you know, whether it's jobs, everybody knows. I can even see by their body language, the way they interact or the way they talk to you or their smirk or their look. They all know, even though if they don't want to sell it or they don't want to say it because they're selling the product, they know. And you can't hide the fact of what we're up against right now. So, yeah, I mean, a truckers, uh, uh, you know, uh, a big um, movement here in America would, would be some pain. But when have we ever solved the problem in our country without having some pain? And especially if you're going to do it without having a shot fired. So I think the warning sign here I'm suggesting to you is that we all need to be prepared. We, we all need to be prepared. I mean, to know that it could get a lot, a lot more difficult, a lot tougher before it gets better, friends. And I take no pleasure in saying that, knowing what you've all been through and what the world has been through. There is no pleasure I have in putting that doom gloom report out there for sure. But there are other times in our life and our history where we've had to step back to be able to move the ball forward. Do you think we're at this moment now? I think we potentially could be. There's still a lot to play into this thing. There are no certainties with anything, by the way. Now, you talk about stories on inflation. The White House denies that inflation is real. You go to the White House site, it says America is fortunate that we have one of the fastest growing economies, thanks in part to the American Rescue Plan, which enables us to address price increases and maintain strong, sustainable economic growth. So what about that inflation? Well, the American Rescue Plan, most economists and most people believe that that added to the inflation and caused the problem. Of course, the White House, in their form of projectionism, take it and make it a good thing, even though it's a bad thing, hazardous to your health and not going to help you out at all. Uh, they're suggesting it and selling it as a good thing. And that's, the, that's what bureaucrats do. That's what politicians do. And right now, the Marxist left is they're doing that all the way through. They're, the entire diet and the menu that the American people are eating right now 
it's all the direct opposite. They sell it as good, but it's not good for you. Just like this BBB plan that they're trying to push through and have been relentless on. This has just added more fuel to the fire. And, you know, it all, but again, we're coming to that moment, back to where I started in that intersection, that busy intersection. That's where we're at right now. So all these things, and the fact that the water cooler, we're talking about misinformation and disinformation and and now we'll see what the truckers do and the convoys and all of that, if that happens here in America. And, and it's a slippery slope we're on, but I guess the point I would say to you is that, you know, we need to push back. We need to take a stand, no matter what they say about misinformation and disinformation. Your truth, my truth, our opinions, is not misinformation and disinformation. It's our right and privilege as an American, as a free citizen. It's our God-given right to be able to say what we want to say, not through government control. And that's the problem I have with the Rogan Spotify story that we talked about up front. Uh, Not to be wishy-washy and apologize for it, which I guess is what Rogan has done. Um, and trying to get both sides. Of, yeah, you can, as a communicator, you can get both sides of the argument in on the show. I get that. And I, I applaud that. I, I agree with that strategy. But in this particular case, as he's pointed out, he has continued to bring out information that they would have called disinformation, which is now fact and true. And that I would agree with Rogan on. That's where the rubber meets the road. And that's all these stories I've just talked to you about. So we're we're in an age of, you know, uh, projectionism. We're in an age of this misinformation, disinformation is not what it appears to be. And we're, we're in an age where they are seizing the moment, where the globalists clearly are seizing the moment. And it's in an age where you're going to continue to lose rights. And there's a price to pay for all of this. And we're going to pay it just ahead. So back to that moment of friction, it, it's going to cost us before we become free again. Free at last, free at last. God almighty, we're free at last, right? Well, we're coming to that moment again, my fellow Americans, where we're going to have to fight to be free at last. And that's whether you're white, black, brown, yellow, green. We're all in this together, aren't we now? As they say, well, that's what we're up against right now, my fellow Americans here. It's time to get involved and get loud.